0: Hey Roaches, I'm Todd Tondera and welcome to my thrifting audio diary. I scour secondhand stores searching for interesting artifacts, useful unusuals, trendy trinkets, cool collectibles, good garbage, and all around helpful items I could utilize in my daily life. My mission is to do all of this while spending the least amount of money. Each week I invite friends out thrifting with me. We gather a haul then drag it back to the studio to tell you what we found. I'm sentimentally attached to things you have forgotten. It's time to get thrifty.
1: Hey, who said you could come in here?
0: another chapter of my audio thrifting diary we have two shows packed into one show this evening first act we're gonna deep dive into a really old company second act we're gonna be talking some spooky stuff we have a spooky email via the roach coach but elephant in the room boys i super messed up the website like i really messed up our website josh Bryce is here, too. Hey, Bryce, what's up, bud? Uh, Welcome back to the show.
1: I wish I was here under better circumstances.
0: Yeah, I did fuck up the website. Uh, Sorry, everybody who who uses thriftypodcast.com. What had happened was is okay, so if you're on Facebook, Thrifty Podcast on Facebook, you're on that Facebook, you're seeing some new swag for the social media, Josh, which you liked.
2: Yeah, it's a really, really good put-together. You got the the VHS kind of feel with the roach hanging out in the background. Yeah,
0: and so what I tried to do is to change your cover art for iTunes and all that other fun stuff, what iTunes does is it grabs episode one's cover art and it puts it as the cover art forever so i went back into episode one and i tried to put a new updated cover art and it cleared all the cover arts and also all the imagery on the dot com so i apologize for that i'm trying to fix it
2: it's just a little black p or a black background with the white p and the little spinning thing that the automatic p loading
0: yeah. screen for every single cover art so I hope um, that you, everybody out there will probably hear this first Sunday. I hope everything's fixed. If everything is fixed, I will cut this shit out and no <laughs> one will know. There, but if there. it's yeah. not, I'm working on it. I do apologize and I'm super upset about it because I was up till about 4.36 in the morning last night trying to figure this out. But I will fix the .com. But thank you everybody for, for who liked the, the new look to our Facebook. Also... Thanks, everybody, for tuning into the live stream, right? Josh was there for it. Our big outing together. That was
2: an absolute great time. We took Sorg out for the first time. We went back to the studio. Big
0: shout out to Sorgatron Media. Sorg uh, welcomed us to Sorgatron Media. That is our new home. Sorg is our new pod daddy. But big show feel. We're all wearing shorts, baby. Just like just like God intended. Yeah. Just like Showing God some skin. intended. Bryce
2: wins short of shorts contest.
0: Yeah, dude. I never Bryce, I never knew you had a tattoo.
2: Almost budgie smugglers.
0: No, not quite budgie smugglers, but I never knew that you had a, a skeleton, a skull. Yes. On that that's sick, dude. a long time ago. I know, man. I want to get some stuff on here too. You're motivating me to do that. So we're back in uh the thrifted the normal Thrifty Studios and it's super hot and I'm digging that it's hot because this is the first hot episode of the year.
1: That's right, mm-hmm. coming in hot.
0: So Bryce is back. Bryce, you haven't been on the show for a while. What have you been doing in the
1: interim? Uh, just trying to not go insane. Uh, trying Sick to keep dude. it trying to keep it together. Uh, that's about it.
0: That's awesome, man. We've yeah. been doing that, and we've been on the show. Yeah. <laughs> I've had liquor tonight for the first time in like. Yeah, Bryce
2: is having Gatorade. I got water in a coffee cup. It's
0: like
1: we're a bunch of old folks.
0: Yeah, yeah dude, thirty six. <laughs> but yeah, so we're preparing for the summer. Uh, uh, it's spring now, but we're already looking forward to the summer. Uh, Bryce had texted me today, and outdoorsy stuff was already on my mind. I wanted to get in that mode, and Bryce texted me like, hey, did you find any like outdoorsy stuff today uh, when Josh and I went thrifting? And I already had it in my mind, and I sure did, dude. I sure did find some outdoorsy stuff. I see your li- your eyes light up over wow. there.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I didn't find any outdoorsy stuff. I did bring you your present though. All right. I want to give this to you before we get wow. in. Wow. There's your clue. Yeah. That's the clue that we found uh I think it was 2 weeks ago. Yeah. And uh this yeah, is insane. that's the 1950 edition. Wow. So, so before
0: we got started, we wanted to gift you Clue from 1950-ish. Wow, and it was on the show guys. a couple of weeks, and you've been looking for some board yeah. games, brother. So, we, so we got you old ass Clue. Yeah, the only you thing got, you need is the board, the you actual
2: you board. The actual board, which you can <laughs> get for five dollars on eBay, and a small butter knife to replace the knife.
1: I knew I was missing something. And that lead's yeah. real lead.
2: Yeah, the lead pipe is real lead. You can you can bend the lead. If so you... I should lick it. Yeah, I would. Okay. just, yeah, just you try can it out. Then sue, uh, Parker Brothers.
1: Thank you so much, guys. Oh, absolutely.
0: And so, uh, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you this, I, if, if anybody listened to the episode that we did about JFK, I dug deep into the JFK conspiracy, because that's something I was digging deep on, and I really like, I really like that I did that. This is probably the same level of digging deep, only like, for a much more unimportant thing, and also deeper. (laughs) <laughs> but for our thrift hall today josh and i are presenting uh we have a hot dog slash hamburger metal dish or plate or tray and it's from the 1980s and i believe that you pronounce this chen we've decided if this is wrong i apologize to those who uh, who i've offended but uh This is from uh, Chenco. It's from the 1980s, and Chen is spelled C-H-E-I-N. So maybe it's like Shen, maybe it's Chen. We don't know, but check this out. Where'd it go? Oh, I stood on it. I stood on it. That's how I know where it is.
2: You have 25 to 30 note cards of research on this, and I'm so excited. I haven't heard a single bit. But
0: this plate is about, what do you say, How, how tall, how wide you think? Uh, it's
2: probably like a 18-inch diameter.
0: I would say 18-inch diameter. It's about uh, about an inch and a half deep, but it has three hot dogs dancing with a hamburger. And it's something after you get your meat or whatever your protein is on that grill, you pop it off the grill, put it in this, and put it in this uh, uh, Chinco 1980s vintage outdoor plate. And it has been used, and it's really cool. So I decided to look into this company, i I to see Bryce. the weight on this. this I is... just
1: don't understand, like, why Why do people like putting faces on, like, hot dogs and hand, Like, how does that make Because a... it's
0: fucking terrific.
1: It makes your mood go through the ceiling.
2: They're, they're why. actually on the grill, so they're dancing while they die.
1: They're, like, smiling. They're like, oh, I can't wait to be burnt to death. Yeah, <laughs> pretty
2: much. <laughs> they're still wearing shoes. Completely naked fuck up the except flavor. for shoes.
0: Yeah, it's going to fuck up the flavor a little bit.
2: They're only wearing shoes because when you get to the feet on meat, you just go, fuck, do we give them toes? Just, yeah. Just put shoes on them.
0: Put shoes on them, make them dance. But I, I looked into this company, and originally I wasn't planning on to to dive this deep, but I found so much about this company that I just kept <laughs> digging. And yes, I did it at work, of course. Duh, I got to do it on the company dime. Uh. So I'm going to tell a, like a long, short story of this company. And how we got to the 1980s, okay? And
2: the meat plate.
0: And the meat plate. How, the, this is our, our journey to this meat plate. So, this company started out, it, it was called J. Chen and Company. And it started out of New Jersey. Are you sniffing it?
1: No, I'm looking at the name. Oh, okay.
0: So, J. Chen and Company is where this, uh, we'll get to Chinco, but like, J. Chen and Company is where it started. And it started out of New Jersey. And they were a toy manufacturer from uh, about like 1903 to the 1980s. So this company, the story I'm about to tell, has so many roller coaster loop-de-loops that you think this place is going to go out of business. It never goes out of business. So this all started, J. Chen and Company was founded by Mr. Julius Chen. And in the 1920s, the 1930s, they produced a line of toy trucks under the name Hercules. But during that time, they made toy trucks, but they also produced tambourines, noisemakers, and coin banks. And what J. Chen and company was all about, they loved using tin, they loved using types of metal... And they loved that shit. They like they lived and died by metal and tin. That was their whole thing through the 1920s, 1930s. In 1926, the man, the master, the person who the the visionary of J. Chen and Company, Julius Chen, was killed in a horse riding accident in Central Park. So it could have ended there.
2: Like, did the horse kill him or?
0: It's a horse accident. It's unknown what happened to Mr. Julius Chen.
2: Sounds like a hit.
0: But it was in Central Park. So the next time you're in Central Park, think of Mr. Julius Chen and Jay Chen and company, who uh, eventually, I mean, changed the world. But uh, he was an absolute visionary for tin and metal toys. Love that shit. So after Julius Chen, who had this amazing vision... He died via horse in Central Park. Did he
1: get the Nobel Peace Prize before that? He should have. He didn't.
0: Still time. Judge. Still what time because exactly? you could, uh, postpartum, you could, you could receive that.
1: So that's my vote. It's Post-
0: postmortem. What did I say? Postpartum. Oh, that's another thing. Sorry. I'm, j- I'm on the liquor juice. That's another thing. Oh, God. Okay. So uh, the control of the company then. Since, uh, I mean, Julius Chen was dead. It went to the horse. It went to the horse. Uh, The control of the company (laughs) became... uh, Wilbur! No, it didn't go to the horse. The control of the company actually went to his known brother-in-law, Samuel Hoffman.
1: It definitely
2: sounds like a hit.
0: Samuel Hoffman was the founder and CEO of then rival toy company, Mohawk Toy Company. So his brother in law, who he was like feuding with, took over J. Chen and Company. So that could have been it, right? How did he only have a sister then? Yeah, at the time. Yeah. But you think this guy was like, yo, we're rivals. You know, Mr. Hoffman, Mr. Chen, we're rivals. We're against each other's throats. Samuel Hoffman, another visionary. He said, That's okay. No problem. We're going to take this company into the future, baby. And Jay Chen and company, uh, they actually, under Samuel Hoffman in the early years, they expanded. And they actually started producing more complicated mechanical toys. So it was still their market. They were still doing metal and tin. Mm -hmm. They still doing uh, uh, metal and tin and got into mechanical toys and in this reign, this particular J. Chen and Company reign, the toys were uh, still to this day are in high interest from collectors. Hmm. Because it's one of the last era of metal and tin toys known. And um, it's known as the Golden Age
1: of Toys. I wonder if it's those wind-up toys that are like... Some of
2: them. Those, Yeah, where the ladder on the fire truck like and goes up. And, and Samuel
0: and- Hoffman, um, he championed this. So at the time there was this big thing like oh my gosh you know Mr Chen is dead via horse Central Park what's gonna what's gonna be you know that could have been history could have stopped right there mm-hmm. it didn't we're talking I got 18 more note cards so you know this <laughs> company's still going
2: this keeps going are there more assassinations
0: oh there's a lot a lot of cool stuff but this was known at the first the early times of Hoffman controlling the companies the golden age of toys put out a lot of cool stuff. Here's where it gets a little weird. If it didn't already, World World War Two came up came about, right? Oh, there goes all the tin and the metal. Right, all that's, the tin. That's
2: why Clue didn't exist until after?
0: And and that was you know that was and so they're like, well, we can't do this at this point. So the conservative agenda showed up. Samuel Hoffman showing his true colors after the Golden Age of Toys, right? They suspended toy productions and instead made tail units for bombs. Mm. So once upon a time, these boys are making tin toys, and the next time they're blowing people up.
2: He knows where the money is.
0: He knows where it is. And so after that, after, like, the whole thing with the World War II and that, like, chilled out, you know, in that market, and there was no use for the uh, tail units anymore, um, he went back into toys. So toys, bombs, toys again. In the 40s, they actually expanded again. Uh, this time, they hired 600 workers and they moved to Burlington, New Jersey. In the late 50s and 60s, their main rival came to be. You guys got a good like good rival name? If you got to think of a good toy rival.
2: Is the company still J Chen at this point or Yes. Okay.
0: Yeah, it's still it's still J. Chen and Company at this point. Well in the fifties and sixties, they found a rival in in FW
2: Woolworth. Oh I almost guessed that. Not really, but
0: But here's the thing about Woolworth, okay? Woolworth produced plastic toys which were not only inexpensive to make, but could easily include electronic devices. So his competitor was using cheaper supplies, but with plastic, you could make things like, you know, put lights in it.
2: Those are the little, the little robots. That was like the era of the robots.
0: So, But Hoffman wanted to stay true to the tradition. He's like, we're type, we're metal type. This is our whole thing. Well, so they they uh, enormous cutbacks in that time enormous cutbacks i don't know the number i don't want to mention the number if i knew it i want to keep myself oblivious to that because a lot of people lost their jobs because the dynamic of toys and life was changing folks
2: (laughs) that was the era where things started to not last anymore it wasn't you know like yep sturdy and well built it was just like hey we can make these for three dollars and sell them for 40.
0: this stressed out samuel hoffman so much that he retired into the in the mid to late eight sixties in the mid to late sixties Hoffman quit he was done he this forced him into retirement because he wanted to stay true to chen's tradition metal and tintype he couldn't anymore so he got out of the game and this until the the rest of the company which i'll explain here in a second but there was no one person ahead of this company anymore. there was no figureheads anymore it was a lot of different people wearing a lot of different hats Soon after, the United States government also began to regulate the toy industry. So they wanted to get rid of the metal toys from the market due to, like, their, their now-known as weapons, like the poignant of uh, the edges. So the government stepped in and was like, seriously, stop making metal toys. Kids
2: are slicing themselves open.
0: So they, they abandoned, uh, a lot of the, the manufacturing companies abandoned tin or metal. So they all went to plastic. And this is actually the second time you think the company would die. It didn't. When I say Chen, I don't mean Julius Chen, God rest his soul. This is the, this is the, company. the company. yeah. Chen was forced to phase out their, their tin types and metal toys, and the game had officially changed, gentlemen, at that point. They bounced back, though, because they then signed on what was called the Learning Aids Group and their line of educational uh, toys and materials. So they got these like smart people. They brought them in and they're like, "Listen, we can't go like nitty-gritty. We can't we can't use the, me- the the metal and tin anymore. We have to use plastic. It's against everything we believe in, but we will use plastic now." So they brought in some uh people that uh, you know, creatives, uh scientists and they brought them in and they're like, the learning aids group, they're like, what should we make? And they're like, well, we should make educational toys because other companies aren't making educational toys right now, they're just making toys. And so what they actually made with this, the learning aids group, um, they then um, signed on for the them total, Chen and this learning aids age, age group made, they were called Rinwall. So they were now Rinwall and Rinwall produced educational kits and they were like anatomy kits so they had the the they were called the visible woman oh yeah Yeah, the visible man you remember those yeah
2: yeah we had a visible man
0: yeah so visible woman visible man and made a visible dog Hmm. that's the same company wow so those you remember growing up with
2: so the meat plate came from the same visible man family tree
0: we're still going too. That's the Who fun owned thing.
1: Who the uh, company at that point?
0: Well, it was it was like the group of the original Chen people okay. under under Julius Chen, yeah. under Samuel Hoffman. Mm-hmm. That group they formed this new group okay. with the scientists and creatives, and they made Rinwall, mm-hmm. and they made the educational kits, which people remember. Yeah, and it's same company. It goes on. Um, one of the final Chen toy products uh, was actually. A uh, child sized player piano. Hmm. And see, this is where they done fucked up.
2: They made a whole piano?
0: It was a child sized player piano and it was electro uh, mechanical. So the piano was never financially successful for the Chens due to its complexity and high price. And also, you got to think, there's actual real instruments out there.
2: Yeah, who would, if you've got the money to buy a big plastic electric and mechanical piano yeah why not just buy a real piano
0: right and so that was the thought process there so what they did they finally found something that works with these educational toys and they went against it and they said we're going to make a child-sized player piano so they were making these and they were not they're not getting dick back
2: nobody wants that
0: nobody wanted it so it, it sunk them, and they almost went out of business. But guess what? They didn't. They still need to go out of business. <laughs> Keep on chugging. I'm telling you, this is a deep story. In the late 60s, early 70s, they attempted and succeeded to license, you guessed it. No, we guessed it. Peanuts characters. Peanuts. So Peanuts, th-
2: the, the comic.
0: Yeah, Charles Schultz, Peanuts. Yeah,
2: Charlie Brown and them.
0: Yeah, Charlie Brown and the gang. So after they almost went out of business for making child-sized player pianos, they got Schroeder. Is that who played piano, Schroeder? Mm
2: -hmm. I think it was Schroeder, yeah.
0: So they were all worried about the player piano, and they said, let's let's make characters who make the player piano. So some say it was their last shot at staying afloat Mm -hmm. and getting these Peanuts license that they made out huge on the Peanuts deal huge on the peanuts deal. Such a
2: good license then so too. So they
0: then like went up again in stock right? In the mid 70s with the money earned though they fucked up again. They felt comfortable enough to sell the Rinwall division. The the most profitable part, profitable part of their company. Who would ever do that? So they were making money again and Rinwall, who they brought in who made the educational toys sold which up. You know, taught that the young women and men of America about anatomy, and you guys even remember those. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah,
2: it's the only reason I know where my organs are.
0: Yeah, yeah. Thank, thank God for Rinwall. So they cut them because they made so much money with the peanuts shit that they were like, okay, Rinwall, time to go. So they cut the Rinwall boys and girls of Rinwall. Jesus. And then they focused upon manufacturing lithograph sheet steel. Under the brand now known as Chinco. Yay! Mm. Now known as Chinco. So here we are. And Chinco also produced licensed metal containers by Heinz, Sunkiss, and Maxwell. And they said they went back to this because their founders, Mr. Chen, Samuel Hoffman, they all focused on tin types and metal types. So they went back into tin types and metal types. But tin types and metal types that you could use in the kitchen mm-hmm. and throughout the nineteen eighties they focused on metal kitchenware, so long story short that's how we got at my hot dog hamburger plate
2: long story short, <laughs> long story short, short story long. short, story long, but that's an amazing tale of yeah, starting off you know almost a hundred years ago. All the way up to the meat plate of the 80s.
0: In the 80s. And so they actually coasted on uh, manufacturing, like, wastebaskets, manufacturing any type of metal or tin type for the kitchen. But their excuse was that they went back to their roots. Mm -hmm. So they made significantly less money, and they coasted on that. And that was, like, sort of, like, their longest stretch of doing one thing. So there's a lot of cool things. Like, that plate... In general, it's a rare find. It's only worth about 15 bucks, but there's a lot of unique art styles on different Chinco stuff in the 80s, but it's all based on that they wanted to go back to their roots.
2: It's the best-looking meat plate I've seen in a very long time.
0: And if we zoom up uh, if we zoom up into the early 90s, unfortunately, that is where it ended. Because they did, they they coasted on that. They had highs and lows, but the eighties were just like straight across, just making money, but not really like changing lives or anything. What
2: happened to the toy division?
0: The toy division went out. They stopped making toys when they went back to that. But eventually, in nineteen ninety two, they they filed for bankruptcy, and the remainings of the company now reside in Baltimore, Maryland, where they make tin and metal type products to this day. How about that, folks? That Are they still really Chen Company? Uh, they're called they're called the Atlantic Chen Co Company because there was another purchase. So that was an extremely long story that I told while I was drunk, and but that's about the company, the ups and downs of that company. They've they changed brands. They do everything. So what I'm saying is people come people could come back from fucking up a website.
2: Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> oh. People can come back from fucking up
2: Yeah, it's gonna be at least fifty years before you have to declare bankruptcy.
0: Yeah, at least. So that was our backyard find for today. um I wanted to open up a, a a game that I had thought of, and I have written it down for you. I'm gonna post it on the Facebook for people who can't find it. But, Bryce, you were talking about getting into the backyard mood, right? Mm-hmm. What kind of outdoorsy stuff are you looking for at the thrift store this spring?
1: Uh, those lawn darts that were outlawed in the 80s because you could, like, uh, eviscerate someone. <laughs> so, What's that? What's the subtext with that say? So
0: Ooh. we're going to play a game called Build Your Own Backyard Fun Zone for the spring. All
1: right. Build cool. Your
0: Own Backyard Fun Zone so you have $15 and everybody could play at home and I will post this on the Facebook build your backyard fun zone you have $15 in your pocket you're going to a thrift store mm-hmm. now I have 12 items that I'm going to read and then pass over to you guys and then you could circle which ones that you would pick for $15 only you have to plan your own fun zone for your backyard out of
2: 12 items
0: out of 12 items with a different allotted price mm-hmm. Grill, $10. Don't answer yet because I'll pass it around. Grill, $10. A slip inside, $5. Lawn chair, $4. Radio, $4. Bean bag toss, $5. Cooler and or ice chest, depending on what you call it, $4. Sunglasses, $3. Kids pool, $3. Tiki torches, 2 bucks. Sun hat two dollars book one dollar umbrella for drink one dollar so out of these 12 items you have fifteen bucks I'm gonna pass it to Bryce first you could think about it
2: and the rules of this are like if you don't pick the radio you can't like play music off of your phone right if you don't pick the lawn chair you have to you don't plan have a place your to backyard sit. you're and this walking is into it.
0: A, yep you're walking into a thrift store with fifteen bucks
2: empty yard
0: empty yard and you have to plan your backyard with this.
2: Can I get a Foreman grill instead of the regular grill and save Josh, $9? Josh, find <laughs> so many
0: Foreman grills at the thrift store. And that's Can what I'm she... saying. That would nope.
2: only be $1, and then I wouldn't have to get charcoal or anything like that. I could just plug in well, the Foreman. Well, we have
0: the pleasantries of anything electronic where we shop is a buck. Yeah. But this is your everyday thrift store. Uh, and by the way, these are second-hand items. I keep stressing that. The reason why I'm stressing that is these aren't off this is something you're buying because a lot of people are weird about buying second-hand grills, second-hand meats. So Bryce has picked. He has passed it to Josh 15 bucks to pick anything off of that.
2: Am I using the same sheet here?
0: Yeah, just circle and just say, like, Josh or something. So
1: since I circled it, does that mean he can't?
0: No, he can do the same thing. Oh, okay. No, yeah, it's a thrift store. Without There's always more me, than one. Without telling me... What you picked, Bryce? What is what is important about a nice backyard for the spring, preparing for summer? What are you looking for in a backyard? Without telling me the items, like the vibe. Uh,
1: not, you want to chill? Not you wanna being pop. hot. I want to be like, I want to be not hot, and I don't. Mhm. I just want to be relaxed. And relaxed. Not hot. Okay. I don't want a lot of noise. Mm-hmm. I just want it to be quiet and not hot. Okay,
0: I could respect that because yeah. I have some opinions on this after Josh circles his. I had to think about it. I did. I had to think about it's it. It's
2: tougher than I thought it would be.
0: Yeah, because some of the high price items, if you have 15 bucks in your pocket and you're buying it, because the first thing that came to my mind for a great backyard in the summer is you're going to cook some proteins on that grill, mm-hmm. right? Sure. So, yeah. But that's 10 of your $15, so if you're going to sacrifice that.
2: It's really tough, yeah, because I, I want the grill, but I don't have the money allotted for the grill right now, and I need these other things. Like yeah. I, I, I have to get the sunglasses. Mm-hmm. I can't see outside see, it, without it sunglasses. Took
0: me, it took me pretty much as long as you, Josh, to pick. Bryce knew right away what he wants, so I think he has an ideal springtime backyard, nice and quiet. I'm pretty easy to, like, figure out. See, yeah, I don't know. Like- Every time I think I got a good read on you, I find out you have another tattoo I didn't know you had. Right, right, right. All I right. Gotta, okay.
2: I put check marks for mine there.
0: Okay. So going through the list again, build your backyard fun zone for fifteen bucks. You have grill is ten, a slip and slide is five, a lawn chair is four, a radio is four, beanbag toss five, cooler four sunglasses 3 kids pool 3 tiki torches 2 sun hat 2 book 1 umbrella for drink 1 okay so who is who, what were you circles I'm the circles you were the circles yes Okay, so you have spent I spent four bucks. You spent four bucks on your backyard. No wonder it took you so long. That was it,
2: there was only one I noticed, I was like, I don't understand how Brace did his circling. So you had fifteen bucks for your backyard.
0: You had chose only to spend four dollars And $3 of it was on a kiddie pool and $1 on a book. Right, right. So so explain your ideal backyard fun zone. I had
1: a really great experience a long time ago when I lived in California and uh, I had gotten a biopsy and I wasn't, uh, and I was waiting on the results of the biopsy and it wasn't working at the time. So what I did is I just had like a baby pool and I filled it up and I just remember laying in it for like, 15 to 20 hours Dude, like that's... waiting to find out like if i'm gonna get if i have cancer or not <laughs> Fucking hell! So i don't want to share my answers now so that was a great that was really a great experience <laughs> so
0: out of the 15 dollars, you spent three dollars on a kid's pool and one dollar on a book like i could literally
1: see myself like sitting like waist high in water and then just have a book and i would probably like be there for like 20 hours that's his backyard fun zone. Like that's, that's all fun, we need. That's as fun as I get. I took
2: this totally differently. Shit. Okay, <laughs>
0: well, so for Josh zone. here,
2: I made it a real fun zone.
0: <laughs> yeah, I made it a, a a discovery zone, fun zone. So Josh here has spent his fifteen dollars, and see, none of you went on the grill. Was did none of you go on the grill because it was ten of the fifteen bucks? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it pretty
1: much blew your budget immediately. Yeah,
2: I mean, after that. And I didn't have a story to tie it into with Just a Grill.
0: So, I will say, uh, Bryce... You only spent four of the allotted 15 bucks. You could have just bought a grill if you wanted one. You have grill you, money.
2: You, you could have had a grill and an umbrella for your drink just to take it to the next level. The
1: idea of like being hot and then being in front of a grill, just it just disturbs me. Because no if way. you're in the pool, you don't want the grill. Because no, you're I just in the want the to be reading. nice and cool. I don't care. Like I, I'll just have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. You mm-hmm.
2: can invite one other person over and have oh, them damn. man. I will man the grill for you, brother. <laughs> I'm
1: suffering because I'm outside. <laughs> you
2: can sit, I'll bring you a burger. While you're in the pool. <laughs> so Josh has
0: selected his and his backyard fun zone. Um, a radio for four dollars.
1: That was smart. I came go with the radio.
0: Yeah, it would have been cool. But I but here's the thing, you can't go radio and book. Mm. Right? I mean maybe you can, but boy, I, I can't can, listen no. you can't go radio and book. So Josh went radio for four dollars, a cooler for four dollars, um sunglasses for $3. I have
2: very sensitive eyes.
0: A kid's pool. Two votes for kid's pool. Both of you guys kid's fucking
2: pool. Great. It's all, I have multiple kid's pool. Kid, so, kiddie pools. So a kid's
0: pool he's got for $3 and then an umbrella for the drink. So basically you're in a kid's pool wearing sunglasses with the radio on outside of the pool. Drinking a, a, a cold soda or beverage with a little, uh, a little umbrella in your drink.
2: It works. I mean... It's basically yours, but like with music instead of a book.
0: Yeah, so that's it's pretty good though because yeah. it it has a narrative. Both of your narratives are chilling. Like just, both of your narratives are chilling. Just relax. Yeah, yeah. I about think. Yours. Um. Well, mine. Um. I actually. I mean, I hate water mm-hmm. more so than not. I don't like water at all. So I I did mine kind of boring. I went. um I I went uh, sunglasses, sun hat, and grill. Okay. So I have sunglasses on, a hat from the sun, and then just grilling. So just you're
1: gonna be so sweaty. Would you like cook and then just go inside, like, or would you actually be hanging out? No, you got it. You you (laughs) you picked it out. Like, I'm not out there long. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, that's the thing. Like, I I don't like cold weather. Uh I don't lie. I'm not a good. I'm not a big fan of cold weather. I get cold, and I just hate it. But also, hot weather I don't like either. It's like almost like I have depression or something. <laughs> I don't know. It's you're,
2: maybe like. You have the same care instructions as a small reptile. Yeah, like I <laughs> just. I, just in the middle. between like 70 and 80 degrees. Please. You have to
0: like keep it like anything could really throw me off my game. Yeah. So, like, I hear that. I'm putting my sunglasses on. And by the way, I wear glasses in real life. So, I have to wear sunglasses over my real glasses, a sun hat. And I'm grilling food out there, just making food and coming right back in. I
1: would love to know what your listeners like out of the three fun zone, uh, which one they would pick. That'd be interesting.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. So uh, uh, Roach is out there. So once again, Bryce's backyard fun zone. You want to sit in the kiddie is, pool and watch Brace read a is, book? He's submerged in, submerged in a kiddie pool reading a book, and that's fucking it. <laughs> hey, with his that's, own, that's
2: his own personal snorkel. It's not like, on the list, so you can it. bring it.
1: If someone came over, like, hey, what are we doing? Like, this is it. Right. Yeah, like, submerged in a kiddie pool reading Welcome a book. Welcome to
2: Braceland.
0: Josh is, like, at waist deep sitting in a pool with the radio on, drinking a beverage with a little umbrella,
2: it's a large enough cooler for multiple. I brought the umbrella for other people so they can partake.
0: Yeah, and mine was basically hiding yourself from the sun, making food, <laughs> and going back inside. and there is no wrong answer. Um, we're in the spring we're par- we're preparing for a summer fun zone. so your fun zone, whatever your fun zone is, it has to be fifteen dollars has to be on that list and I'll read it out loud one more time. Um, your backyard fun zone for 15 bucks, a grill for 10. a slip and slide for five. Lawn chair 4, radio 4, bean bag toss 5, cooler four, sunglasses three, kids pool 3, Tiki torches two, Sun hat two, book one, umbrella for drink one so you plan your backyard fun zone i'll make a graphic for it in the future with it being spring we're preparing for the summer Yeah,
2: we'll get that up facebook and twitter we'll, i'll we'll make a graphic but
0: i have to fix the other busted graphics on the dot com right now so i'm gonna be taking care of that but <laughs> after that you will see that but we're actually going to take our own fun zone break here uh but we're gonna throw some commercials in but when we come back from commercial this show is actually gonna drastically change from act one to act two because we're gonna get into some spooky stuff. Yes. We have a homemade object that Josh and I found at the thrift store today for the second part of the haul.
2: Yeah, we're about almost six months to the day away from Halloween. So Yeah, it's a little so we're ha- already
0: preparing for our October episode. A little this halfway one, to
2: Halloween spook fest.
0: And we're also we also hear from a listener of the show who had some haunted experiences at a thrift store in the Roach Coach? So stick around, and after commercials, it's going to get lit.
1: They came out with a whole bunch of different things as these guns. This is actually a pre-war toy. This was made by Chen here in the United States and this originally had a native boy on the back and uh, that had a uh, harness that went to the front of the alligator's mouth and snapped. And as it went across the floor, his mouth snaps up and down. The uh, native boy actually had ropes on there and he would go up and down with it. And this was U.S. made. Uh, these, I'll try to go through some values. This, If it had the native that they make
0: reproduction, uh, but if it had the original native in this shape right here, this is about $150 to $175 toy. In an age of darkness, may God have mercy upon your
1: souls. Something's wrong, something's amiss. And a time of evil,
0: you
2: shall die!
1: When the world needed a hero.
2: This one, was I don't want to die!
0: What it got... He's a 20th century guy. For that arrogance, I shall see you dead.
1: Trapped in the Middle Ages. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. This is my food stick. Now, let's talk about how I get back home
2: for In its pages are passages that can send you back to your time,
0: forewarned by a wise man. You must recite the words, Platu Berata I got it, I got it. Fulfilled by a wise guy.
2: Platu Berata Nictu! Without spoke the words, the army of the dead awoke. Now he's got a date.
0: Give me some sugar, baby. With the army of darkness found me beautiful once honey you got real ugly Ah! sound the trumpets Ah! raise the drawbridge drop the oldsmobile from Sam Raimi oh that's gonna hurt director of Darkman comes lot of the times when we're out at goodwill outlets we're at secondhand stores that type of stuff we find like it's it's not common but like there's sometimes we find like one of a kind stuff right so we're out there and it's not usually the most expensive thing but it's also these like rare items that if you do not buy it secondhand or you do not come across it it's something that it's like ungoogleable
2: it's the thing you'll never see again
0: It's a thing you'll never see again. It's something you're not thinking about, but when you see it, you're like, I got to get it. Mm -hmm. And so today, Josh and I went to the Goodwill Outlet and to switch to a pre-Halloween spooky part of the show because we got two spookable uh, segments coming up. A a one-of-a-kind, and it's made from cardboard, permanent marker, um, some type of makeup is also on this, fake teeth, and a whole bunch of duct tape, colored in a brown sharpie. We have a -a one-of-a-kind object is a homemade Necronomicon.
1: Wow. I was really amazed by that. Yeah,
0: did you touch it yet? Here, I'll pass it over. You could pass it around.
2: Yeah, it's like the shell that you would put around any book, really, that was that size. It's a book
0: shell. It has the pages cut out. And I'm assuming that it's maybe from like an ash costume from The Evil Dead, maybe yeah. a Halloween costume. Right. But it has eyes, it has teeth, it's brown, and it's phenomenal.
2: Yeah, whoever made it put good time into making it. And it's the, well done.
0: And the neck. Eyes made out of. You think it's tough to know.
2: I think they're just like they're cut ping pong balls. I think.
0: Oh, cut ping pong balls. Yeah,
2: because they go the whole way down. Oh, shit. And Never they're hard. About it. Yeah. Okay. So I think that's what they are.
0: But the Necronomicon um, is a, and I put this in quotations, is a fictional textbook of magic. Um, and H.P. Lovecraft first referenced it. Uh, and H.P. Lovecraft says that there are five copies that have uh, existed of the Necronomicon. And he claims that one of them's in a British museum, one of them's in France, one of them is in a fictitious uh, Arca, Mass- Massachusetts, one of them is at Harvard University, and one of them is at the University of Buenos Aires. And uh, that's where he says the five at some point were over time of the Necronomicon. Because H.P. Lovecraft, I mean, the daddy of the Necronomicon. One
2: of them made its way to the thrift store today.
0: And one a homemade version of it made it to the thrift store. Just
1: don't read from it.
0: Yeah, right. And if you stare at it, it does have a vibe to it that it does give a gaze. And um, It's a
2: little unnerving.
0: Yeah, but the Necronomicon, the history of the Necronomicon, um, this textbook of magic, it was first said to be in Arabic, then later translated over another decade to Greek, and then later again to uh, Latin. So there are different... Uh, Pieces of, I guess, historical fiction that some say, and I put fiction in quotes because who knows that this book, the the official book, bounced around. But there are uh, a lot of different people in science fiction, a lot of uh, different people in horror, even, you know, that deal with the occult, that uh, say that there's different copies of this actual book that existed.
2: It's one of the most famous occult books that, yeah, exists.
0: It's probably the most famous, the most famous one, and the Necronomicon Ex Mortis or Mortise, uh was in the Evil Dead movie series, and that's how where normies first came to play with the Necronomicon. I was just going to be like,
2: hey guys, did I tell you the first time I heard about the Necronomicon? But no, I, yeah, I just called out my norminess.
0: Well, I mean, I mean... I would have said that. the same as well.
2: Yeah. well. yeah, but what I mean by that is... It doesn't get much normier was, than you and I.
0: <laughs> I. I think it was like normalized is, is the sense of just like that's when it was Popularized. on. Popularized. Popularized, yeah. I guess, is a better word to say. Um, but the Necronomicon, I mean, you have to think, um, to take some time to make your own like that, if that's the Necronomicon for your, say, and we don't know this because we just found this at, like, a Goodwill Outlet, so I don't know. But, like, if you put that, that Necronomicon together for your costume, your costume had to be pretty badass,
1: too. You know what would be fun is, like, somehow tracking it down, like... Maybe online, mm-hmm. social media. There's a picture of someone with that. Since we're in the local area, yeah. I mean, it's it's very possible that a friend of a friend of a friend might be this person that made mm-hmm. that.
0: Well, also in the goodwill outlet bin that I found that there was a lot of two thousand seven to two thousand eight West Virginia University merchandise. Hmm. So
2: it strikes I mean, me as a it could be college made because the eyes are ping pong balls and then the mouth is just like. The rubber, you know, like, fangs, and then it's just cut and, like, duct taped down. But it looks fantastic.
0: But the things with the Goodwill outlets is, I mean, sometimes you could say, like, well, this bin is, you know, grandma's cupboard. This bin is just like, you know, Uncle Tom's, like, old tool shed, you Mm -hmm. know, from dead relatives. Or you you see sometimes, like, a, a certain age of kids' clothing. You're like, well, mom and dad donated that when kid went to college or... You see like the name, that.
2: yeah, like Ella on like everything. Everything,
0: right. And But it's also hard to really pinpoint because, uh, for example, like today, not that I got them, but there was uh, plushes. There were Pokemon Generation 2. Pokemon Generation 2 plushes that are very rare. I know that they're rare. And there's Flygon and, and another one. And they were found in different – I found them in different bins across the room from one another. You have to think there's no way that they didn't come together. Yeah. But they ended up in different rooms. Right. So I'm not necessarily saying that Necronomicon, the homemade one that I found, was from West Virginia University because that could have been the only piece in that it bin. Could,
2: yeah, it could have been from another But you never collection. know.
0: But the only telltale signs was that was from West Virginia is mm-hmm. where that came from. And there's been like so many rumors over the years of me going to Goodwill outlets, like where the stuff comes from, you know, what it filters through, and the reason why the outlet that Josh and I went to a lot, um, down just very close to where I live in Western Pennsylvania, the the reason why we, well, one of the reasons why I stopped going there is because there was a hard rumor, and I had reason to believe, because we we're finding less less stuff that wasn't all that cool, that. Um, the cast off from the Goodwill outlet that we now go to, what wouldn't sell there, went to this next mm. one.
1: I see.
2: So we were, were getting over to the top of the stream. Yeah. Yeah, we were getting everything second hand and once Todd, yeah, once Todd <laughs> saw that guy's penis, we had to get out.
0: Yeah, there was First a whole knuckle. thing. Yeah, I saw the first knuckle of a yeah. uh, an older man's uh, <laughs> genitalia, and you know bodies are beautiful, but not when you don't want to see them. You <laughs> know, I mean
1: he was fine, but I'm that's saying that's why I, I don't have any mirrors in my house.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's tough to like unwanted nudity isn't um you know some uh, nudity is fine, but it's not something I always want.
2: No, it should be. Forced I think upon it, you. I
1: thought it was on purpose that he didn't lock the door. No, like, it clearly it is
0: because he's a conservative, and I mean he's it's only a matter of time before he. Th- thought i was gay or knew i was half gay um but that was a necronomicon and that was uh, a unique fine when we do the next live stream i'm definitely going to bring that back because yeah it's just like it's a brown book with eyes and a mouth and it's fucking awesome yeah
2: i think you should just get some old pages don't actually put words on it because you know if they start Mm -hmm. to you know Mm-hmm. This could be like spells. the
1: best of the year. like
0: it could be. It could be. I mean, again, it's there's no real way to really value that piece. I'd assume it's not worth anything because it's homemade but mm-hmm. like
2: it's stuck yeah, it's stuck to ping pong. but the, you know the time and effort that were put into it mm-hmm. and you know you get to wonder about the story behind it.
0: Right. Um, and uh, the other part of our uh, spooky haul, well, it's not much of a haul, but more of uh, a little trip that you want to put your whistle around your neck, uh, your roach costume on, because we're going to the roach coach now. And the roach coach is uh, when people hit us up. They say, hey, I found this, or uh, I found this at a thrift store. Uh, Let's talk about it. Or they have a question, or they just want to send pictures, just want to have fun.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Any way to communicate, share ideas, ask questions, tell us stories.
0: Anything. And you could hit us up at thriftypodcast at yahoo.com. Yes, I still use Yahoo. Or you could us hit us up on the Thrifty Dirt Sheet uh, at thriftypodcast on Twitter or thriftypodcast on Facebook. Just send us some messages anytime you want. Um, this comes from one of the roaches out there, and it's actually a short story. Uh, this is from Jill, who I believe lives in Florida at the time, right? Yeah. Is she in Florida? Uh, thank you, Jill, for sending something in. And, and if you're listening, I know you sent this in for the live stream episode, but we just ran out of time. But Jill had sent in a spooky story, a spooky occurrence that she had after and well, during and after her visit to a thrift store. Jill writes in Hey, thrifty. In the spring of 2016, I was in New Orleans for a short vacation. I was in a thrift store in the Garden District just looking around. In this particular thrift store I saw this really old knife and it had a wooden handle and a serrated blade and I picked it up and I immediately felt overwhelmed. My heart was racing I started to sweat and I felt like I was going to pass out. I dropped the knife back onto the table and I had to leave the store. I was so freaked out I couldn't even be in that space anymore. So Jill stopped shopping based on a vibe that she picked up from a knife and Josh actually has the picture showing the price. Yeah, here's I've
2: confirmed with Jill that's exactly what the knife looked like. I, I Wow. I, I, we were able I figured it I'll out. I'll throw that
0: on the Facebook yeah. after this. So that's a pretty stellar knife. So Jill was kind of freaked out by the knife, picked it up, got a real weird vibe, left the store. That night, I stayed at an, Air- an Airbnb and I was getting ready for bed at the Airbnb and I felt like I was starting to doze off when it sounded like someone was trying to open my room door with the skeleton key. The door never opened, but something came through it and it felt like an older woman maybe from the colonial times came through the door I'm guessing maybe the Civil War era her left hand was the knife I had picked up earlier that day coming towards me with the knife that I saw at the thrift store the very knife she came over to my side of the bed pulled my arm out from under the covers grabbed me by the wrist and started hacking my arm off below the shoulder. I woke up that next morning with a fresh bruise just above my bicep as if someone was really hacking at my arm in the night. It never felt like a dream. It felt like it was really happening the whole time. And then Joe writes, I hope this email read well. I was using
2: voice to text.
0: <laughs> I felt like yeah, I did it justice, Jill. Um thanks for sending that in. Um
2: when I'll... I first heard that story, the hair on my arm stood up and I'm not like a, a but immediately like knowing New Orleans spooky history and like a civil war bone saw like that, mhm was very very creepy.
1: Yeah, that's the first thing I saw when I saw the knife that it was some sort of bone saw.
0: I have I mean you have to assume um if the story holds that there was some spiritual entity attached to the 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 bone saw right but another portion of this thought the airbnb when you say airbnb you're typically staying at a house that you're not familiar with Mm -hmm. was the airbnb haunted was that the case? I think Is it, it not the knife? Maybe it was Airbnb?
2: I think it could have been both because, you know, clearly there was a weird vibe immediately with the knife. You mm-hmm. know. You pick something up like that, you know, you know it's a knife. It wasn't she wasn't digging through and went, you know, mm-hmm. like, oh a knife. It was mm-hmm. laid out and displayed nicely. And you pick that up and you get that weird, you yeah. know, like shiver up Energy. your spine.
0: Energy. Yeah. Uh a particular part that was uh kind of kind of like pretty surreal to me is like everybody has a time in the night they're like it's my like doorknob shaking what's Mm -hmm. going on that didn't stop the entity from coming in it tried to go through the door and it's like well I can't fucking open it so it just went through it went through the door with a with a bone saw and just grabbed her arm and started hacking at it
2: Yeah, with you know being in New Orleans during the Civil War there's a likelihood that it was attached to the knife hitched Mm -hmm. a ride from Jill and then was familiar with the location mm-hmm. that jill was staying in you know At maybe Columbia had woman. a past attachment to that building and so it might have been you know like a duel kind of go right. like she hitched a ride on jill to get where she needed to go
0: how about that how about that that's some scary shit you're thinking about it. i could tell yeah you're a guy that thinks about stuff a lot
1: yeah i do i mean that was some scary shit whether it was real or not it was real to her man and it was scary yeah the fuck.
0: perception is reality and that's what it happened. is that's all that
1: matters and if i don't wow
0: yeah, dude. Jeez. Yeah,
1: and uh,
0: another uh, thought that as I was reading that story, that uh, I think uh, I need to pay a little bit more attention to. The the knife itself, right? You have to assume the reason why it was donated is because somebody was like, "I can't, I gotta get this knife out, right? I gotta get rid of this knife." Obviously, you you when you find something like that, you're like, "Where's this knife from? What's the story?" Sure. But it's just like what is that first story? What is that yeah. first story that you had to get rid of this knife?
1: I wonder if that Airbnb has any other stories like what if she
0: took the knife? Mm-hmm. She didn't even take the knife.
2: You no, know, just yeah, and that's why I thought, you know, that it was just hitching right cuz some other people probably touched that knife and maybe didn't have that experience. She was still obviously there, so, mm-hmm. you know. But I think of all the haunted items like in eras, Civil War era. Is probably the most haunted. Terrible stuff, and era. we did
0: it to us. We did it to us. That's the thing, and that's what when your own when your own shit fucks with you, that's when you haunt shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, because if you're just like, we did that to us. We drove each other crazy.
2: Yeah, brothers versus brother, shit like that.
0: Yeah, it was it was disgusting, and you have to think that the people who unfortunately lost their lives during this, uh huh. Yeah, it'd be haunting. I'd be haunting too. Are you kidding? I'd be haunting too if I died in the Civil War over some bullshit. Wouldn't you, Bryce? Wouldn't you be doing it too? I think. I'm. It's very frightening. So you as a ghost, Bryce. (laughs) You as a ghost. What are you doing? Just sitting in the
2: kiddie pool reading a book.
0: What are you doing? Are you in the kiddie pool as a ghost reading a book? No,
1: I'd probably like. I'd probably like checking out the Carnegie Library in Oakland. You know, just like like going through the aisles. That's what I'd probably be doing.
0: So, yeah, so you'd be in that pool reading the you'd, book. You'd be <laughs> a library ghost. Yeah, yeah. that's
1: that's real, That's as interesting as it was as it would get with Josh, me.
0: Josh, have you ever thought about what it would li- be like to be a ghost and what you would do as a ghost?
2: Not really. No? Yeah. Ghosts, ghosts,
0: goblins, goblins. I, yeah, I've wrote some raps about Halloween. Boy, I go back and forth of what I would do as a ghost, right? There's a lot of things that, like, I probably would get to eventually. But I'll tell you what, one of them would not be, like, hacking people's arms off with, like, a knife that they touch at a thrift store. Because if I'm a ghost and I have some sentimental memories, terrible memories attached to that, whatever that, you know, maybe that knife killed me, maybe, you know, some type of emotion. But honestly, I think I'd be able to separate myself from that because if somebody's going to find that knife at a thrift store, I'm not going to be like, this is who I'm going to wreak terror on.
2: Imagine how much terror was wreaked on you to, you know, get into that position. Right? You know, that could have been awful.
0: Yeah. So, I, I feel for you, Jill, and thank you for the email. And again, you could hit us up, thriftypodcast at yahoo.com. Yes, I still use Yahoo. Send in your spooky story, sure. We usually do in October, we do some spooky episodes where we do spooky thrift hauls. Yeah,
2: we'll collect ghost stories over the summer. Whatever Send them in. you
0: want, just to, like, do you, but find us on Facebook, most importantly, and give us a like there. Send us some messages. Uh, love talking to people all the time. I'll get the thrifty po- thriftypodcast.com fixed. Hopefully, Uh, By when this episode drops but um, if not sorry about that I'm still working on that Um, I am drinking liquor for the first time in
1: a a long time it's definitely uh, it's the way to go I I, think I think you really you've come home
2: yeah I've (sighs) it's been a while since I've seen you yeah you're I've
1: come home it looks
2: good on you for the evening I
0: took
2: I took that first sip of liquor and
0: you said that it looked like I entered the matrix. Yeah. <laughs> like
1: plugged in? The,
2: the second he took the first, they, you know, the second it went down, I was like, it looked like he got plugged into the matrix, where just like that awakening. Yeah. Like, you just, were
1: what like I imagined a, uh, like a really good smoothie commercial would be. Yeah. Like where they're just totally revitalized. Where you really want the smoothie, and then you drink it, and it revitalizes you. That's what you look like. It's a
0: it's a little bit like that, but I want to spend some a uh, extra special shout out to Bluffs for alternate reality. Uh, bluffs uh, is the theme for our show for many reasons. I'm not sure I mentioned uh, bluffs in the live stream. Sorry, Steve, if I didn't. If I did, uh, your music's awesome, and I'm glad that uh, you're in this world to to produce some cool shit for us. Um, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. And so, uh, coming up here, we have some cool episodes. <clears throat> excuse me, cool episodes planned in the future. And um, a couple more su- surprises around the bend. I'm going to have one more shot to, uh, to end the night off, but I want to thank Bryce, who we haven't seen in a long time. Thank Thanks for, for hanging for out with me. Yeah, Thanks for sure. Thanks for joining. Yeah, thank uh, obviously, thank Josh as usual. That's right, last call Larkin. La- last call Larkin's here, and it's he's going to take a little break from the show coming up.
2: Yeah. A um, little
0: break from the show coming up.
2: Yeah, we're going to have some some fresh blood in. I'm going to be out uh, about the uh, middle of May, uh, so I might be in another episode or two. We'll see. And then I'm uh, going to have a little break where I'll be stepping aside, having some other people in, and then I'll be back around after that.
0: Mm-hmm. So stick around for them. Again, subscribe on iTunes. Throw us a five-star review if you can. If you really can, please do. I uh, see that it comes up on the apps that the ratings come up. So come on, Yeah, like it. that Ass Eater 1 or whatever. Ass Eater 1 official, baby. Thank you for the five-star yeah, review. That,
2: don't confuse it with any you know, scammer. It's just irregular Ass Eaters.
0: And for everybody else out there, get roached.